Welcome to Evolve Nutrition Radio, where you learn how to ditch the diet mentality and deconstruct your health and fitness goals into habits you can do for the rest of your life. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in, and I want to welcome you all to another episode of Evolve Nutrition Radio. I'm your host, Alex McMahon, and today we're going to be talking about one of the most popular topics when it comes to fat loss, can you drink alcohol and still lose body fat? Now, without a shadow of a doubt, there is no topic or question that I get asked more about than if somebody can drink alcohol and still lose body fat. And I think that this largely stems from the fact that the health and fitness industry for a long time has told people that they absolutely can't drink alcohol if they want to make any kind of progress with their health and their fat loss goals. And the overwhelming answer is that you absolutely can drink booze and still lose body fat. But there's some important things we're going to be covering in this podcast that I want you to understand before we send you out diving face first into margaritas four nights of a week. Now, the most important factor when it comes to your fat loss is always going to be your total calorie intake. Um, This is also known as your energy balance between the amount of calories that you're burning and the amount of calories that you're eating. Now, if you're consistently burning more calories than you're taking in, you absolutely will be able to lose body fat. And it doesn't matter if that is coming from sugar, from fat, from carbs, um, or even from alcohol. So if you're in a negative calorie balance, if you're burning more calories than you're eating or drinking, the result will always be fat loss. Now, I don't want you to read this and think of this as me saying that food quality doesn't matter, as that's totally not what I'm saying. From a purely fat loss perspective, your total calorie intake is going to absolutely be the main driver of your fat loss. But... Food quality is going to be hugely important for your overall health, for your appetite management, for disease risk and prevention. All those different kinds of things are going to be largely tied to the food quality that you're taking in on a consistent basis. And another important factor is that your results with fat loss are going to be determined by what you do most of the time, not isolated incidents. Now, a lot of people get stuck in the very black and white thinking of they're on or they're off their diet. And that isn't very helpful because if you go out and you have a few drinks with people, but those drinks don't put you over your uh, calories for the day, or if they really don't matter all that much, puts you over by like one or 200 calories, it's not the end of the world. If you just continue on with what you've been doing the majority of the time and get back on track the next day, you're absolutely going to be fine. You've likely heard a lot of people talk about this with like, you know, the 80-20 principle or 85-15. And what this really means is that if 85% of the time your food is coming from high quality, satiating whole foods like leaner proteins, vegetables, fruit, minimally processed carbs, and healthy fats, then the other 15 to 20% of your diet can come from a little bit more indulgent foods that you enjoy. And this is assuming that you're eating in a calorie deficit you will be able to lose body fat. Even if some of those calories are um, coming from alcohol, coming from things like birthday cake and stuff like that. So that's one of the big things that I want you guys to know is that this 85 or 80-20 principle definitely applies specifically for this podcast topic just because that alcohol would be be that other 20%. And as long as that 20% doesn't put you in a calorie surplus on a consistent basis, you're absolutely still gonna be able to lose body fat. And part of the reason that I actually like talking about alcohol and fat loss for people is it's, a, it's very freeing. You know, knowing that adherence in the real world, your ability to stick to a plan long term is always going to involve things like going out for a few drinks with friends and family or loved ones. And 
I try to get people out of this black or white mentality because it doesn't allow them to be very flexible with their food choices and they end up feeling like a failure with their nutrition when in all actuality, they were still making progress and doing really great things. But because they thought that a few drinks were the end of the world and that it made them off plan, those people generally end up going off plan for days, weeks, and sometimes unfortunately months before they realize that it's time for them to get back on plan. And the the fact is, if we can get you away from that mentality and start to make you realize, hey, you can have a few drinks and it's not going to be the end of the world. Now, you probably shouldn't go out and do it like six nights a week. You'll be pretty hungry because you have to compensate by dropping your food quite a bit. Um, But at the end of the day, you can go out and have some drinks. You can go out and have some more indulgent, fun foods with friends and loved ones and still make progress with your fat loss. Now, what comes along with that a lot of the times is also going to be food choices, And we're going to be talking about this a little bit later in the podcast, but one of the biggest problems isn't necessarily going to be the fact that um, alcohol is going to be the thing that puts you in a huge calorie surplus. It's usually going to be a lot of the food choices that come along with it. We know that, you know, an overconsumption of alcohol is going to lead to kind of lowered dietary inhibitions. So you're going to be a little bit more loose with your food choices. And if you're already a little bit drunk, you're going to want to make some more calorie dense food choices with a burger and fries or the huge burrito from like Chipotle or something like that. And so taking that into consideration, knowing that a lot of the times the problems that people run up into don't necessarily have to do directly with their consumption of alcohol when it comes to a purely fat loss perspective. It has to do with a lot of the food choices that take place after the person is drunk or has had some alcohol. So let's cover a few important things, just kind of housekeeping to understand about alcohol and fat loss that are kind of interesting. So The very first thing is going to be really common. It's that consuming too many calories from any source of food or drink, whether it's dense in carbs, fats, sugar, will cause you to gain body fat. Um, If you consume less calories than you're burning on a daily basis, known as a calorie deficit and is required for fat loss, fat loss is going to be the end result. You know, your body's going to have no other option but to dip into your body fat stores to be able to get the energy to meet your kind of requirements for the day. The next thing is that Alcohol can sometimes be referred to as the fourth macronutrient, which is funny and kind of makes us all sound like alcoholics. Um, And the reason being that alcohol has seven calories per gram, which is different from any of the other macronutrients, which is kind of why it's given this fourth macronutrient classification. So protein and carbs both have four calories per gram and fat has nine calories per gram. So we can see that alcohol contains more calories than carbs or protein, but still has less than fat. The really interesting thing is that while alcohol does contain calories, it actually can't be stored in the body because it's quickly converted in the liver to a kind of toxic byproduct named acetate. Now, because acetate is a pretty toxic substance um, and it's the byproduct of, of drinking booze, your body wants to metabolize and get rid of that acetate as soon as possible. So to do that, your body actually stops breaking down and metabolizing pretty much all the other macronutrients and your body fat to make that happen. So for the period of time that you are drinking, your body's main priority is to kind of rid itself of that acetate um, and stops breaking down all the other macronutrients and the foods that you've eaten. Um, It also stops the metabolizing of your body fat. But think of it at the end of a 24-hour period. If you're still in a calorie deficit, that period of time that you were drinking won't really matter much because your body will have no other option but to really pull those those calories from somewhere. And if you're in a calorie deficit, it's coming from your fat stores. So we touched on it a little bit earlier, but again, I think it's really, really worth rehashing here, which is alcohol and food choices. 
Now, like we touched on a little bit earlier, alcohol does lower people's dietary restraint and it usually makes them a lot more likely to want to choose really high calorie foods that they'll actually eat a lot more of like volume wise. So let's say you're normally sober when you go out and get burgers and fries and you can cut yourself off at a half a burger and a half a order of fries or something like that. Now, when you go out to, and you're drunk, you're probably going to be a lot more likely to crush that whole burger and all the fries that go along with it. So we know that we're going to have a preference for those really high calorie, really easy to overeat foods. So we need to make sure to really keep that in mind when it comes to going out and drinking alcohol. And these really high calorie foods that we have a tendency to want to eat when we go out and we're drunk um, kind of creates a bit of a problem in the body because we're still trying to metabolize the alcohol in the body. And now on top of that, we're throwing a ton of excess calories at the body and for the meantime there's really only one place for that to go and that's fat storage. Now the amount of fat that you can reasonably gain isn't going to be a ton in one night. However, it does jam on the brakes uh, of your progress if you're doing it multiple times per week. Now that's, that's the reality is you know everything in moderation and if you are going out and drinking way too frequently and then having these high calorie foods, it is absolutely going to be something that is going to kind of stall out your fat loss and make it a lot more difficult to reach your goals. Now, you're also a grown up and the decision is yours. And really, I'm just here to help you guys make a little bit better decisions if you choose to. Next, we're going to be looking at kind of a strategy and how you can use moderation and kind of calorie awareness to um, kind of engineer your own plan to fit alcohol into your fat loss plan and make it something you can do on a consistent basis. Now, we're not going to go into any numbers just because that's a little bit more laborious um, than is needed on a podcast, and I'm sure nobody's sitting there taking notes or anything like that. Um, But at the end of the day, I'm going to give you kind of a 20K view of how you can go about doing things and give you a few meal ideas and things like that. So knowing what we've kind of covered already, uh, we can conclude that alcohol will only really contribute to gaining body fat when we consume it in in excess of our normal calorie needs for the day. Um, When we have a lot of extra calories, we have a lot of alcohol, and the calories that we're consuming are exceeding what we're able to burn on a daily basis. Um, Knowing this is going to allow us to go out for a few drinks and still stick to the nutrition plan and not blow it like a lot of people who haven't listened to this podcast are probably doing. So the very first thing that to think about is drinking in moderation. And while moderation is really hard to define, um, the one way that I usually describe it to people is like two or three drinks when you go out. The, the reality is if you're having two or three strong drinks, um, you'll be able to get loose, you'll be able to drink a little bit with your friends and still enjoy yourself without being a total social pariah and avoiding alcohol altogether. Now, the main key here is when you are knowing that you're gonna go out and drink, you wanna try to reduce your calories leading up to that event. Um, because that way you're going to kind of have some calories saved up. So it's almost as if you think of your calories on a daily basis kind of like a bank account. And the food that you're eating and the things you're drinking are like the withdrawals from your bank account. So each day you get a new bank account that's kind of filled up with calories. And if we're making smaller withdrawals throughout the day, choosing like higher satiety foods that are going to keep you a lot fuller for a lot longer, like protein and veggies, maybe a few pieces of fruit chucked in, When you go out to drink, you're going to have a lot more calories left kind of in your calorie bank account. Most of the time, what I encourage people to do is to predominantly pull those uh, banked calories from carbs and from fats because they're going to be the easiest thing to reduce over time. Um, I'm not a huge fan of pulling from protein just because it is going to be so effective for keeping people a lot fuller on a lot longer basis if they are reducing calories a little bit throughout the day. So, 
An easy way to do this for many people is gonna be to just focus on vegetables, leaner proteins, and fruit throughout the day leading up to your night out. And this is kind of something that it could look like. Uh, For breakfast, you might have like an egg with four egg whites scrambled with spinach, mushrooms, onion, bell peppers, and then uh, half a cup of berries on the side. Your snack might be uh, like two hard-boiled eggs. Your lunch might be uh, like one tin of tuna with a fourth a cup of Greek yogurt instead of mayo just to drop calories a little bit. Um, You'd have like a kale or spinach salad that would have kale or spinach, sugar snap peas, some other low-calorie veggies like mushrooms, cucumbers, cherry tomatoes, and maybe like two two baby bell peppers and a tablespoon of dressing. So you're going to notice a lot of veggies, pretty high protein. And then for dinner, having something like four to eight ounces of chicken breast with the same salad uh, that you had as l- at lunch, and that would be you know kale or spinach, sugar snap peas, mushrooms, cucumber, cherry tomatoes, a couple baby bell peppers, and a tablespoon of dressing. So you'd eat all that throughout the day leading up to your time going out, and that would leave you a lot of extra calories for your average person um, to go out, have two to three drinks, maybe have like a half a dessert with somebody, and you'll still be really good overall from a calorie perspective. So As always, I really, really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It means the absolute world to me. Uh, My goal is always to try to deliver as much value as possible that I can to you guys. And so if you'd like to follow me on other platforms, I'd love to see you there. Uh, My Instagram is at Evolve Nutritional Therapy. My Facebook page is Evolve Nutritional Therapy LLC. And then if you want to connect with me on my website, I always have... um, my blog that's there, and that's where you'll also find the application to, co- to coaching. So if you would like to get some nutrition coaching from me, um, then you will find the application on there, fill it out. We'll hop on a call, make sure it's a good fit for both of us. And my website is evolvenutritionaltherapy.com. Love and appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for your attention. Thank you so much for your time. It doesn't go unnoticed. I greatly appreciate it. And have an amazing rest of your day and talk to you soon.